There's a lot of big news that have come out this week. One of the stories in particular is we are getting a new Matrix movie. There's going to be a Matrix 4. That's what we're discussing in this episode of Legends of Podcasting. Now, joining me in the Wave Rider, we have... Stuart. And I'm Rob. And I'm Liam. So let's get into it. So announced this week is the, the news that there is going to be a fourth Matrix movie. Neo, Keanu Reeves, is coming back. And Trinity, she's returning as well. And one of the Wachowskis is returning to be the writer or producer for it. So we're getting some of the originals um, back in there. This wasn't a movie I think any of us saw on the horizon. But apparently no, this no, is no. a reaction to Keanu Reeves' really good year. Um, this year. So, um, Keanu Reeves having the best year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's doing pretty well. I think John Wick kind of um, got his uh, popularity back. Um, Yeah, and uh, the character he's he's in that computer game as well. Yes, what What is the computer game? Rob? Oh, yeah, he's he's in Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, he suddenly go. appeared yeah. in that, and his his, um, his reaction to being on stage at the E3 event um, got a lot of internet uh, popularity. <laughs> that was that yep. blew him up as well. And of course, and of course, the biggest bit of news that he's doing Bill and Ted Three as well. Oh, of course, yes, Bill and Ted Three. Which, yeah, for anyone listening, you want to hear us talking about that? We do have another podcast episode. So just search for our previous episodes, and you can find us talking all about Bill and Ted Three. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so look back at right. like first Matrix movie. Love well, that's it. I of, saw that. Yeah, it's, one it's of my brilliant. favorite films of all time. It's in my it's in my permanent top ten because I saw it at just the right age. I had no idea what it was. The only thing I'd seen when it first came out was the "What is the Matrix?" advert, and then I went and saw it, and it was which brilliant. was the best way of marketing <laughs> a movie. That whole thing of like, what is the Matrix? No one can be told what the Matrix is. No, you have to see what it is for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. and the posters were even just like black with green writing and and things like that. Yeah, green code or marketing it. It was it was brilliant. It was my my first introduction to the concept of cyberpunk as a, a as a genre, and I was well hooked for about three or four years on that. <laughs> I probably it, 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 that it, it, been for me as well. First time the whole seeing the whole cyberpunk thing. Yeah, it was also it was the first movie that sort of did bullet time as well. Now, like every movie does bullet time. So yeah, like, like changed change the way they did they do action movies. The movie had a huge impact on on and movies in general. So yeah, the bullet time was they were the first people to use it and they did it fantastically. After that, you saw it in Swordfish where they had the bullet time with, uh, I think, a, a lot, a bit more movement or getting yeah, a bit more creative yes. with it. I said about that, that Hugh Jackman feels happier. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the coolest <laughs> thing about that movie was their use of bullet time. Uh, oh, really? Uh, I thought it was, Hall- I thought it was Hall- yeah. Halle Berry, but okay. Uh, um, if you're into Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, like they did um, that, and also the cinematography in general with Matrix. You know, it was a, oh, yeah, yeah, it was like that was a very notable uh, change. Their whole approach, which was to take a very comic book approach to the way that they were framing shots, um, which has had obviously a big impact moving forward. Um, so the first Matrix movie was brilliant. I think I saw that four or five times at the movie theater. Um, because uh, which I think most people saw it at least more hey, than once. That's expensive back then uh, as well. We didn't have any cinema cards. Not back then. <laughs> <laughs> but so that was the first movie. Matrix two and three, 
you know, reloaded and revelations or wherever it was. Um, I saw them once in the movie movie theater for both of them. And um, that was enough. I own the trilogy. I mean, I still bought the trilogy. You know, like, I I, I really enjoy the second one. I really enjoy the second one. I think they, mostly for the action scenes, not going to lie. Like, the stairwell action is still probably one of my favorite fight scenes in any movie. Just the way, like we said before, like the way it's shot. The way they just fight with weapons, they don't even look where they're fighting. It's meant to be, obviously, him being one with the Matrix and just being ahead of everyone. And the whole um, Agent Smith fight, even though it sort of looks it looks very CGI now, back back when I first watched it, I was just like, oh my god, there's hundreds of Agent Smiths fighting Neo. It's amazing. I would agree with that. Like the, I have watched the fight scenes since that. So I've rewatched yeah. those fight scenes a bunch of times because they were amazing. <clears throat> Um, yeah. But to sit down and watch the whole movie, I haven't put down the movie, put the movie on, sat down, and I'm like, I'm gonna yeah, watch. I think I watched the, I watched both of them recently, and they're a victim of their own success. I think the, the everyone, the, the, the everyone jumping on board the first film and loving it so much is what caused second one and third one to not quite be as good. They put too much in it, and I mean, I was watching some VFX, VFX artists talk about the. Um, the Burley Brawl, the one with all the Agent Smith fight in yep. the second one she recently. And that was, a, again, that was a breakthrough of technology for its time in, in um, yeah. sort of facial mapping and, and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, the, the, t- the, the other two films just aren't my cup of tea. They're not as contained, self-contained. The story is weird. And oh, it, it, it's, the, it's like a part, it's a part one, part two, isn't it? The, the, the second the, and third one. Yeah. Actually... The architect. I got to the end of the first, the second film and the architect's just, no, I've had enough. I'm going home. <laughs> I, still, I, still, I still don't fully understand anything he says. I, I watched it quite a few times. I still have no idea what that man is talking about. <laughs> just makes me think of the, yeah. uh, that little sketch from the MTV Movie Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Yeah. Vis-a-vis. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it means. I just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but those Matrix, the second and third Matrix movies, that was the first time. They are the ones that are to blame for the fact that we get two part movies now. Um, you know, part one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Part yeah. Two. Um, but uh, that was. That was really annoying. I think for me, like when it, when you reach the end of the uh, the second movie and you're like, "Hang on, what do you mean? What? This is a this is we're at the midway point. This is this movie doesn't finish its story, bastards." Yep. Um, right. And uh, yeah, we now see that in a bunch of things. So, so, way so to get more money out of a franchise. But yeah, um, the story for the Matrix was completed within those three movies. I was going to say, so how do you how do you think they're bringing back Neo? Well, definitely. How how, how the hell are they bring out Trinity because she's definitely dead. Well, and Neo dead, is Neo is completely dead. Well, Neo's, Neo's Neo's dead, but they said you will will we see him again, and we're oh, of course we will, kind of thing. So well, somehow he'll the cycle of magic. the one continues through the Matrix, but Neo Neo the character is definitely dead as of the third movie, and so well that's why I thought like... I, that's why I thought. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do a, if you're going to do a fourth movie, I kind of think you should should like start again is like like it says they reset i know they're like at peace at the moment the machines and the humans but if you're gonna do a fourth movie why not just sort of re like reset the matrix like they would usually do and bring in a new one and sort of do not the same story but like a similar like we find the one blah blah but it goes in a different direction yeah, rather they could than basically bringing do... back two, on, two dead characters somehow yeah they, they could do a force awakens kind of approach which is like and you know it's shit. You what? <laughs> I like, I like Force Awakens. The Last Jedi is shit. Not, not yeah, Force Awakens. Uh, Force Awakens, yeah, okay, yes. uh, Force Force Awakens, Awakens I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 
the point, <laughs> the, the comparison I was making there is the fact that, well, she's looking for Luke. Um, so you could have in a Matrix 4, you could have uh, like your new generation of people, basically a soft reboot of the franchise of people in the Matrix looking for Neo. And he's yeah, the point the behind one. the yeah. movie. They're looking for the one they want to get to. <clears throat> I could see that. But the thing... I don't know. I mean, hearing this news, I, I'm kind of <clears throat> uh, split on this in a sense that on one hand, I'm like, it's reminding me of how much I like the first movie. And now I really want to rewatch the first one. And I probably that's will the, actually. That's the, thing. that's the argument I've always gotten whenever I bring up Highlander 2 is that we don't have to worry about that you've always got Highlander 1 as well. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, as much as I don't like the concept of a fourth Matrix movie, there's, there's always the first one. I'm always going to have that. But yeah. I'd like to see, um, obviously, when when cyberpunk sort of went away, we got post-cyberpunk literature and post-cyberpunk stuff. I'd like to see the fourth one be post-cyberpunk, as in, like you say, the continuation of the story from the end of the third film, where the humanity's no longer enslaved and they've kind of, the machines are letting people live. Um, but in a post-cyberpunk future, and see how that works. And, uh, yeah. It'd be interesting. It's all, it's, it's all, it's all weird because it's like you say, it's like it, it was a trilogy. It, it's been finished for a long time. We don't need another one. And I was in exactly the same mindset for Toy Story. Yep. I was like, there's three Toy Stories. I don't need a fourth Toy Story. I went and watched the fourth Toy Story and it's probably my favourite. Really? So I'm like, yeah, yeah. It was, oh. it's, uh, it's genius. The fourth one. My, one it's like, the fourth one you, you, is your favourite one. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was really, really good. And it was, it was a story I didn't know I needed until I watched it, and I was like, actually, yeah, that, that fully completes it, so, like, I'm kind of intrigued whether I'm going to have the same reaction to this Matrix movie, like, I don't really need it, but I'll go and watch it, obviously, and then I'll be, re- be, be at the point of, oh my god, I'm so glad they made that, because that was awesome. Now, f- I'm just going to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. If you don't know what it is, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It literally has everything all in one place. You can record and edit all on your smartphone, You post the episodes to Anchor and it will distribute your podcast across all the main platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher. You can make money from the podcast no matter how many listeners you have. And best of all, it's completely free. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. For me, I did have the same thinking with regards to like uh, Toy Story 4. Story 4 in the sense that for for me... Toy Story was completed in those three movies and it had the perfect ending yeah, at the end exactly, of three. Yeah. And the fourth one was, I saw it, it was an enjoyable movie, um, but it was completely unnecessary, in my opinion, completely no, really? unnecessary yeah. and just, uh, just something done to make some money. Um, and, but, and, and I'm hoping that isn't the case with, uh, for Matrix 4. And... Um, I'm hoping it's going to be better, but I'm part of me is thinking like, well, I, I, I kind of feel like Matrix 4 is now just like for the money. But at the same time, it is one of those things similar to like you were saying that you, you really like Toy Story 4. We get a lot of these things now where we're getting things that we never thought we wanted before, like Krypton as a TV show um, yep. and uh, Gotham. Like, yeah, like, and yeah, now yeah. There's um, Pennyworth. Pennyworth, which I still haven't watched any of that yet, so don't that spoil it for me. But yeah, yeah. I know that you first, guys... The first episode is fantastic. It. So that's the thing. Like These are all things which we never knew we wanted. Um, and now they've made it. And as they're making it, as that's... with uh, 
Pennyworth, we were like, why are you making Pennyworth? Why do we want a show about the butler? Like, what? Um, okay, that's, that's something we ever knew we wanted. But the the flip side of the of the coin as well is that we've got Keanu back on board, Carrie Ann back on board. You've got the Wachowskis potentially set to direct. Yeah. The first Matrix was a passion project for them. They put their heart and soul yeah. into that, and it shows in the quality of the writing and the film, nothing can be produced. Mm-hmm. So providing you get some of the same crew back together, I don't know how many people come back on board, but the VFX guys, maybe some of the script writers, you know, it could potentially be a great movie because there's a passion behind it rather than just a cash grab. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was think Keanu, Keanu wouldn't sign up to it unless he, because yeah. I know he's a big big believer in like that on the Matrix movies and what it did for his career and Believes in it. So I don't think he would just jump on it to make money. I think he would he would only do it if the script was right and sort of he believed in it. And so. I do think, uh, if I read the IMDb um, credits correctly, that with the Wachowskis, that they've continued to be the writers for just about every Matrix thing that's come out, uh, including the computer games and and anything and everything. They've been they've remained the writers. So you have okay. some consistency there. But then that does also bring in the concern of like, well, I mean, there's been a lot of time, but uh, in between the actual uh, last movie and this one. But, um, you know, if, uh, if you're happy with the way that they went with the movie, with the franchise, you know, because it's probably not going to feel like the first movie. Um, no, you know, I'm quite interested to see what kind of rating it's going to be, whether they're going to, I don't know, I don't say we have to be R rated, but it's sort of whether it's going to go more darker like a lot of other movies have gone. In fact, when Matrix was out, there wasn't any dark, there wasn't really any dark, violent, bloody movies, I don't think. Could be wrong. But now that's sort of like the way the, way the world's going. So I'd be interested to see what rating it's going to be. You know what? I think it would be nice if it doesn't go that way. Um, the original movies, they have lots of fighting in it, but it's not a whole bunch of blood. And personally, yeah. I think it's a shame that everything like now has gone so gory all the time and everything is all getting darker get me wrong i like batman v superman the director's cut um yeah which is very dark but um we don't need everything going dark all the time like it's i feel it's a shame it heads that way same as we get a lot more gore we get a lot more um a lot more gore a lot more sex a lot more swearing um all of these things casually in so much more stuff now and in tv shows and that but it's a shame. You end up with so many things. You can't watch as much stuff with your kids anymore. <laughs> no. You know? Yeah, you, you, you probably couldn't, yeah. So you can watch The Matrix with your kids. You probably can't, can't watch John Wick. Yeah. So. The original three Matrix films were all 15 rated. Um, so which, and, if, you know, if, it, if this is a cash grab, but I'm not saying it is, then you want to market it to as many people as possible to make the most returns. So I can, yeah. I can quite easily see being 15, I don't know what the equivalent is in the States, but, you know, a sort of young teen rating. Um, you know, keep it to that level. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what, kind of, what kind of stories do you got? I mean, just out of thin air, what would, like, you do in the fourth movie? I, I know we said, like, reboot it from start. Obviously, we've got Trinity and Keanu in there, so it's not going to be a complete reboot from scratch. I mean, what do you think? Is it going to be them in the real world? And they have to go into the... I don't know. I, just, I mean... That's, that's the thing. I mean, mind blank. The, only, the only interesting place you can go with it, rather than rehashing everything you've seen, is to bring it in... Follow on from the revolutions into the real world, where you've got the the humanity and the machines hopefully living side by side. And then you can either have that develop into a, a you know... 
humans and machines were playing as you know cyborgs maybe or Ooh, um, go the other way and you could have uh, humans and machines falling out again due to differences and could, basically having the war happen again. I don't know. It's different. Could, could you have something like on the on the way wavelengths of like machines and humans live together, everything's fine, and like the Matrix is like sort of like a black market thing that's like a drug that people want to get into because it's like you can get away from your real world. Uh, that's an interesting thing. Then it's like Ready Player One in a, in a way. Kind of, yeah, a little bit. You know, escape it you, the whole point of the, the, the Matrix was that it was it was a simulation to keep humans subdued and like not aware they were being yeah, a part of the They're all freed and in the real world, so surely they'd be using the Matrix as like a, a computer game, as a simulation or something to jump into. They've all right. got Matrix powers, they can do whatever they like with it. So in a I mean. way, like it's, like a... it's almost like doing a prequel to the matrix but as a sequel because we're showing the rise of the matrix and people's um people getting all inserted into the matrix yeah people wanting to go wanting, into it because they yeah. i don't know so could live, could a live a better life well, or stuff. is that you could go down the um the inception or existence um angle of it which is that shouts out to a film friend of past yeah <laughs> but the whole years. thing of a dream inside a dream inside a dream you could be inside the matrix inside of the matrix you could have different layers of it like so we could do a matrix four where you start out and we think we're all in the real world but the matrix from the first three movies was the matrix inside of the matrix and neo oh, so we think we're out of out, it but, oh. and we find out that actually it's a double bluff yeah we find out like we're, oh. we're not out of the matrix at all we just think we are, but actually, oh man, that's a days, and that's trippy. I like it. Yeah. So you know, we could be in the real world, and then we could see like an Agent Smith, and then um, that could be what triggers it. Or maybe it just starts off simply with deja vu, like earlier on in the movie. We think we're in uh, yeah. the the, uh, the real world, but then the viewer, not necessarily the character in the movie, we will spot some simple deja vu pop up, which will then throw that doubt in there of like, hey, are we in the Matrix? And like, yeah, no. I, I, I remember because I, whenever I get deja vu, I always go back to the Matrix. And I'm like, yeah, the black oh, is cat. this actually the Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> but like all the time, every time anything happens, and I'm like, gosh, where this happened before? Was I literally always there? reference the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Just, I, wonder, I wonder if Morpheus. I wonder if um, uh, Morpheus is going to show up in it as well. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Because he's the only technical one that's actually still alive. But he hasn't been cast. Yeah. Which is really weird. Uh, you know what? Well, he's he's worked, such early days on it. I think there's still plenty of time for him to get cast. Yeah, true. Um, He's working quite with Keanu Reeves in the um, John Wick franchise. John, so like yeah, John Wick 4, isn't he? Yeah, so. <laughs> All right, so, so that's it. So that's the, the news we've got. Matrix 4, obviously there's very little news that is out on this at the moment. So, uh, But these are our, our ideas. Let us know what you think of these ideas. And are you guys excited for a new Matrix movie? Do you not want a Matrix movie? Have you not even seen the Matrix movies? In which case, go and watch the first one, at least right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wherever you are, just stop. Go watch it. Um, and let us know in the comments uh, what your thought is. And uh, be sure, wherever you found this episode of the podcast, click that subscribe button so you get notified whenever we got new episodes released. And uh, be sure if you can find us on social media, just look across pretty much any social media platform, look for Legends of Podcasts, and you can find us. Um, reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. And also, you can head over to our YouTube channel, um, where you can see lots of reaction videos to just about every TV show, geeky TV show, um, that's on TV at the moment. 
And you can also uh, support us via Patreon. Just head over to Patreon with the Legends of Podcast Podcasting and uh, you can support the show. So that's, uh, that's all from me. It's all from me. And that's everything from me. Now to unplug myself from the Matrix. <laughs> 